Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary, limited time offer, terms apply. Where have you been? Doing shit. You know we have McAvoy on today. He was gonna walk in an hour late. He can wait. He can wait. Yeah, just relax. You want to just end the podcast right now? I'll go work. I'm married to it. I'll go work at Denny's. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about anything. I don't give a shit. It's all, it's, it's on. The mics? Yeah. Well, here's a new song I just found out about. Let's hear it. Anyway, it's a nice little song. All right, so how how do you want how do you want to how do we want to approach this? Do we want to be immature at the front of the podcast like we usually are, or do we want to like let's just not be ourselves up until the interview, and then I'm assuming everyone's going to turn off the podcast after the interview, so then we can just go back to being ourselves. Yeah, you just lure the the fit like the people in. Like the idiots, and then you, and then you like, and then after the interview, we'll just go back to like what the podcast is usually like. Yeah, because I feel like most people are going to click on it and expect like, oh, well, the Calgary Flames did this, the Buffalo whatever's did that. Yeah. Like we're not, we don't even talk about that stuff. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. About so let's that. just be as, uh, like, let's just be as misleading and fake as possible. Yeah. Leading up to the interview, and then once he once he calls in, then we'll finish it up, and then we'll go back to. To bullshit. Yeah. So, I, don't me, I don't give it. Yeah. All right. So we'll just, we'll roll with that. But the, I, I do want to talk about, like, bef- I'll just do it before. I, do, is it, it immature or whatever, though? Because I don't really, I'm serious. I don't want to be talking about, like, It's not immature. No. Stuff. It's, it's, it's not immature. No, it's just about, like, I've been thinking about, like, my mortality a lot recently, and I kind of <laughs> want to get off my chest. All right, whatever. Like, like I, I've just go ahead. like more often. I'm. I'd say about like a third of my day is thinking about how and when I'm gonna die because it's the only thing that's certain in my life besides taxes. It's concerning, but yeah. And I was just and now like I like you remember. Have I told you the story about the time I almost died? I have no idea if you're being serious or not. I actually almost. I had like, I didn't. I was probably like a second away from dying when I was 13. Then no, I don't know this story. All right, so I was I was at a summer camp in Atkinson, New Hampshire, and uh, it was like so Cam Atkinson, Cam Atkinson, New Hampshire, yeah. And it was like a hot summer day, so and we were just like doing like the normal summer camp activities. I don't know, just like the normal bullshit. And 
we all got ice cream and i remember i got one of those popsicles with the uh it was like those firecracker popsicles you got on like fourth of july like the red light and blue yep, ones. yep yep oh yeah, yeah ones. yep and i remember i so i was just i didn't even lick it yet and i like angled it down my throat so i could get the maximum like the normal way you eat a popsicle yeah and the pot the actual like ice cream like whatever that popsicles made out of slid off the stick completely like completely whole and got lodged in my throat the entire popsicle the entire popsicle was lodged in my throat and so i I obviously that was in a complete panic i had no idea what to do so i'm just like looking around there's like no one i can yell and i couldn't even yell because it was completely blocking my airwaves so was anyone around no one saw this no because it was like there was like a lot of shit going on and i was like looking around and no one was no one noticed that or i I was just going like this like kind of shaking my head just like looking around and I mean, if the whole thing is jammed in your throat, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, imagine it's not even sticking out. It's just stuck in there. Yeah, it's like literally stuck in my throat, and I didn't know what to do. I was like, fuck, my my back was against the wall, and this is, I legitimately thought I was going to die. I was like doing, I'm not a religious man, but I was like giving myself my last rites or whatever, and Mm. so then like out of nowhere, I just thought, I got to do something or else I'm going to, I'm going to die on this You're going to die at this summer camp. Yeah, I'm going to die at summer camp on this, this yellow grass. So I just... Huge lawsuit for your family yeah, if that happened. But. That's true. So what? But what I did is I, I just out of nowhere, just pure instinct, pure adrenaline. I looked up at the. I just got on my knees and looked right up at the sun and opened my mouth. What do you mean? Because because I I in that split second I made the decision that the only chance I have of living is if this popsicle melts, and the only way it's gonna melt is if the sun melts it. And it was a hot day. And I just then this is all like split. This I would have never thought of that. Shit. Yeah, why? I would have never. Yeah, I would have never thought of that. It, I didn't think I had the capability of doing something in in crunch time, but I, I, like right then, I, there, I just I got on my knees and I just waited for it to melt. And it was it was a race against time, pretty much a race against the clock, because it, essentially what was going to happen is if either I was going to die or the popsicle was going to melt. And if it was probably. And I'm obviously. I'm assuming. Here to, it, I'm assuming it melted because you're here today. Yeah, I'm here t- today to tell the story. And if it was probably, I honestly, I could look you square in the eyes and say if it was one Fahrenheit degree or Celsius degree colder, I wouldn't be here telling the story. It was that close. I, I, it was like it must have been the perfect amount of heat to melt. Yeah, you, you got lucky that yeah. that day was. It was like Indiana Jones when he barely slides under the wall that's like coming down. Yeah, it was crazy. And Did like, you get any like outer body experiences from that? Like, what was going through your head when you're waiting for it to melt? My life was flashing before my eyes, and and I, as a 13 year old kid, my life pretty much only consisted of playing video games. So it was like a pretty quick flash. So yeah. I was like back to reality mm-hmm. at that point, like pretty quickly. But I just remember thinking, like, it's just amazing what you can do when your back's up against the wall and like now especially as a kid yeah as a kid i just i i that's how i knew i was special it kind of changed the way i thought about life in general and like i don't take a second for granted but i kind of have a similar experience uh that involves something going in my mouth and almost dying not almost dying but i got really sick when i was a little kid i used to think that so you know the jets in the pool like the, under the water like oh, the yeah, jets yeah. so as a kid i always thought that those were underwater water fountains like, I thought you were supposed to drink that water. Yeah. I was at a, a water park in Pennsylvania, and I'm in, in a pool, like, tons of kids, whatever, and I was thirsty, like, just like you, oddly enough. It's weird. Hot summer day, thirsty. So I swam. I, I went beneath the water, 
uh, put my head under the water, and I found a Nears jet, and the jet's like shooting out water, and it was always weird because it was always it would always really hurt my throat because I, I would put my mouth like right on the jet, like up close, like this. Oh yeah, like, like, and then the the so all shoot the water, right to the back, shoot right through my throat. Yeah. yeah. And it always hurt, but I thought, like, oh, you know, it's just because I'm a little kid. When I get older, it won't hurt as much. Yeah. So I would drink all that water because I thought it was the underground. I thought it was a water fountain. I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, naturally. So I just got really sick because uh, all the chlorine violently going down into my throat. Yeah. So I go up on this ride. It's about 60 feet high, whatever. I'm feeling queasy the whole way up. And I end up puking, like, right when I make the drop down the slide. And I'm just throwing up the whole time. And it's just going right back in my face. Yeah, so you're pretty much being waterboarded by your own puke. Yeah. Real quick, let me ask you this. Was the... Because I I noticed this. You eat really healthy. Yeah. Did the Popsicle experience kind of make you switch your lifestyle health-wise? Oh, it completely changed the way I looked at everything in my life. Mm -hmm. And dietary uh, was definitely one of them. Probably a major one. I always thought to myself, because I, I haven't slept since, I always thought to myself, if I ate broccoli, if I was eating broccoli that day. Or carrots. Or carrots, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have had that, that experience where I legitimately thought I was going to die, that I wasn't going to see like, my friends ever again. Every time I eat healthy, I eat shit like quinoa and like lentils and like broccoli and kale, and I just get so, like it just makes you so gassy. Mm-hmm. And it like it's like World War Two in my stomach. Sometimes I'm just like sitting there, like I'm just doubled over in pain, and it's just that's what you get for eating healthy. Yeah, you know, that, I mean that's what it is. That's life, though. You you do no matter how much you do right, there's always going to be a problem with something. Like no good deed goes unfurnished, and that's why I stick to processed foods. Like when you eat processed foods, your body doesn't have to decompose it. It just kind of like becomes a part of you. Yeah. A lot of it just sticks in my cheeks. Yeah, because their body has no idea how to process this uh, unnatural food. So it just moves like a fruit straight roll to your up. cheeks. Yeah, like exactly, like a fruit roll Like up. you'll eat a fruit roll up, it'll just go like kind of swim around and like attach, stick to your like underarms. Yeah, your innards. Yeah. Yeah. When I was young, I was always told to eat vegetables. I remember spe- specifically teachers and like counselors telling me that Eating vegetables puts hair in your chest. And I always wondered... So weird. I always wondered why I was being told by adults that eating vegetables put hair... Like, they like they thought that would make me want to eat more vegetables. Why, As a 13, 14-year-old kid, why would I want a full thing of chest hair? Like, no. why would I want to look like James Bond when I'm 14 years old? What is it with adults and hair? Yeah, and they, love, they love body hair. Did I ever tell you when my boss asked about my ball hair when I was, like, 13? I don't think so, no. He he found out that I was not charging people to use the hockey rink because I worked at the hockey rink, and he thought that I was scared to charge people. So he bursted in my dad's house, and I'm sitting on the couch. He picks me up by my shirt, and he says, Do you have hair on your balls? And I didn't. Yeah, because you're like 14, 15. 13? Yeah. But I hit puberty when I was 21. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I remember that. So I didn't know what to say. I didn't say anything. And then he points at me. He gets his finger in my face. like It's, it's almost touching my nose. I think he actually... His finger might have been touching my nose. Yeah. And he goes, do you have fucking hair on your balls? Because he was associating having hair there, being a oh, man. Oh, so, so ball hair equates to manhood. Manhood, okay. He was saying I wasn't a man. I wasn't oh. man enough to charge them to use the rink. Well, physically you weren't. But I just I, didn't care. Yeah. I was letting them use the rink for free. What a weird, yeah. what a weird thing. To talk, to ask you about your balls. That's it. My boss. Yeah. 
But I was afraid I was going to lose my job because I didn't want to say yes because I didn't at the time. But again, I didn't know if he was going to check. Yeah. Like I didn't know if he was going to look. When someone asks you about hair on your balls, you have no idea where they're coming from, like what they're capable of. I didn't want to lie. Yeah. Because then I'll get fired for lying. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get into the interview. Um, no one wants to really hear us talk. Let's let's just get into it, right? Like saddle up and ride. Call him right now. Uh, so we have on the phone with us uh, Charlie McAvoy, Boston Bruins defenseman and part-time GQ model. Uh, thanks for joining us. And Rob, you want to get us started? Yeah. So uh, Charlie, you were born and raised on Long Island, uh, which is widely regarded by myself as the carbohydrate capital of the United States. Um, most hockey players lose their quick feet from like the neg- negative side effects of like pizza and bagels. So like. Growing up on Long Island playing hockey, what was your youth hockey experience like? Uh, how strict was your diet and mites and peewees? Like vegan or keto maybe? Like what was it like? <laughs> uh, youth hockey was fun growing up in Long Island. I played for the Gulls. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that. We had some good teams. Like we uh, we made like silver sticks and all that. And we, we won a bunch of stuff. And, and I still am pretty close to a lot of those guys. Uh you know, go home and see them now and again. But yeah, you really kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, unavoidable eating pizza just about five out of the seven days a week. Yeah, I actually got cut I mean, from like, the goals. So I played for the, uh, the like, Ice Cats, like the lower team, because I was just, like, so yeah, yeah. bloated Dark all the time. <laughs> yeah, I played for the Ice Cats. My coach was an absolute psycho, but uh, yeah, I didn't make the goals. That's funny. I actually didn't know you played there. But uh, branching off of the diet stuff, like, who do you think on the Bruins has, like, the worst diet? Uh, I'd say pasta. Sure. <laughs> he, like, he absolutely, I don't know how he does it because, like, so he'll, he'll, he'll like, put superstition into it, too. So he'll, he'll, he loves Uber Eats and, like, DoorDash and all that. So he'll Uber Eats, like, like, Wendy's. He loves, like, the Dave's Double. Like, he thinks it's named after him. He'll lean into, like, one of those like a Dave's double and like a couple like whatever fries and a frosty and then he'll go and have a hat trick and then it'll be like good luck like of course like it's good luck if you did that and then played well so he's got a couple of those and he loves like fast food and all that no wonder he gets so much on his one-timers like I'm always wondering like how he drives them home so hard like you get a couple <laughs> Wendy's burgers behind that shot like no shit a goalie can't stop it right like <laughs> yeah yeah wonder why he's overpowering goalies well yeah it's all from the it's all from the gut uh so there's a little bit of a question uh i've noticed recently that you guys have uh and a lot of teams do this you guys have ipads on the bench and so i'm sort of curious like what you guys look at on those things and like like what kind of apps you have on them are you able to go on the new enterprise app uh during tv timeouts uh this uh interview is brought to you by enterprise we'll pick you up yeah no <laughs> they're they're really good like they're helpful to have on the bench obviously like sometimes we're checking for uh you know for things that we could potentially challenge other times it's like learning opportunities uh other times you see you see marty you know huffing and puffing about his enterprise pick me up <laughs> or his midlife crisis car you know but <laughs> we don't have we don't have the premium membership so we can't skip the advertisements oh uh, so just building off technology, uh, I don't know if you watched the All-Star game, but uh, what are your thoughts on the new puck tracker feature that they debuted uh, at the All-Star game? And is it annoying to see that on the ice, or does it throw you off your game? 
I didn't even watch that, but I, I saw the picture that you guys posted, and, like, if they actually want to run with that, like, I think it was, I don't know, one of them was from warm-ups, which was a cluster. Like, you have, like, a tab over everyone's head, so you can't even see, like, what's going on. Yeah. And then, even in the three-on-three, like, you got, like, a big, uh, fat bar of, like, what the guy's name is above his head, and... Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just eliminates, like, you can't really see anything else. Yeah, it looks like a World of Warcraft game out there. Like, it looks like kind of like just everyone's <laughs> playing. Like everyone's got their gamer tag above their head. <laughs> Call of Duty. Can the players see the puck, the puck tracker? Like, is there like a, a black line of dust behind the puck now? I don't think they can see it in real life. <laughs> I don't. No. Can you, wait, right, can no. you go, wait, do you guys see it in real life or no? Is that just on TV? <laughs> no, no, you can only see it on the iPad. Getting back to the, I actually wanted to ask this. Getting back to the Pasternak thing, like we've seen him wearing like Givenchy, like Marshan's wearing Louis Vuitton on Instagram the other day. Like, who do you think has the best style on the team? Uh, we got a couple guys who dress well. Um, Pasta definitely is the biggest into like uh, into like the Givenchy and kind of like all the designer stuff, like some of those Euro. Uh, brands like all that stuff um grizzy's a pretty big sneaker head he's got a pretty big closet of sneakers and then like some of our older guys have like just some really nice stuff that i'm sure they've accumulated over time some nice watches and all that but uh we're usually looking pretty good when we're uh when we're on the road and walking in for games and all that uh, speaking of fashion uh, a few years ago in scottsdale when you guys run your team outing marshawn took uh, my belt and was wearing it around his head and around his uh, Lululemon athletic shorts. So I was just wondering, uh, can I expect that belt back or what? Because I never got it back. Yeah, that belt's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back into hockey, um, you've won a gold medal at like every level of junior and youth hockey. Like at this point, is playing hockey just about the money? Kind of like, what if you walked outside and found like a fifty million dollar winning lottery ticket on the ground? Like, would you even keep playing? <laughs> yeah I, I would I mean there's a lot of things that I haven't won too like I've been really fortunate to uh, obviously win the world junior was my biggest thing to this moment in my life um, won a U18 that was really exciting too um, that world championships tournament is like it's fun to go over there because you meet other guys other Americans like from teams all around and then you make a connection and you're able to become friends with guys like that USA Hockey always fares like terribly I think that tournament's been around for like a hundred years and I think we have four (laughs) medals total holy like something like that so our bronze last year we played Canada for bronze it was like more than more than just you know like a like a bronze medal game like we we knew we wanted to get a medal for usa hockey considering that they never get medals in that so i mean like i don't obviously you want to be in the conference finals when that tournament's you know like right in the meat of it hopefully going to the stanley cup and winning that um but maybe you know winning that one day would be cool uh playing the olympics is a dream of mine um and i think the way usa hockey's trending like there's going to be some sick players on that team it's going to be a really hard team to make you know, willing the NHL players go back to the Olympics, which I'm sure, uh, I'm sure a lot of guys are going to be fighting for in this next uh, CBA. So, uh, as a defenseman for the Boston Bruins, who do you like playing better with, Adam McQuaid or Brandon Carlo? Uh, oh man, I didn't play with Quader much, but like, I absolutely was crying 
I don't know, like we were, we were talking about it in the locker room. Uh, the tweet about the hardest shot contest. It's like, let's just spice this thing up and like throw Quader in. He won't, don't even have to pay him. Like he'll just get in front of these hardest shots for fun. When McQuaid came over from Boston to New York, I was thinking to myself, Lundquist is maybe going to see 15 shots a game. Maybe. So yeah, I was pretty that, fired you're up. You're taking the under every game of shots on Hank when <laughs> laying his life on the line. But that's the kind of guy he is. Like, he doesn't ask for anything in return. Like, he'll just go out there. He'll block a shot. If someone rubs anyone on the team the wrong way, like, he's the first to get right in the middle of it and fight for you. Like, he's he's the best, man. Like, he's... uh. Like, he's probably one of a few guys that do what he does, but, you know, I'd say he's the best at it. The way he goes on one knee when the guy winds up, it's like, I actually, like, my heart stops. Like, it's insane. Um, he's got no fear. Like, I'm I'm in front of that, blocking my face. Like, kind of half of me is like, you know, if I wear this, like, you know, I'd be pretty badass. But the other part of me is like, I'm not trying to have my foot fall off. And, like, I think he doesn't even, like, those things don't even cross his mind. He's like, I'm getting in front of this shot right now. Like, there's no way it's getting by me. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, does that ever go through your mind where someone winds up? Because it seems, like, robotic almost where guys go down to block shots. It seems, like, mindless. But I was going to ask, does it ever cross your mind, like, holy shit? Like, Well, I mean, honestly, before before this year, like, no. Because I've been, like, I've been fine. And then... I blocked, so I'm boxing out a guy in front of our net uh, in Montreal, probably like December, I don't know, mid-December, and Petrie took a shot from the point, and like I wasn't even looking, I was just boxing a guy out, and it went right off my heel, and then that was like where I played the rest of that game, was like, wow, my heel is killing me right now, took my skate off, and it had like exploded the skin underneath it. So it was just a massive, like, cut. I had to get stitches on it. Like, it was crazy. Um, from something, that, like, you'd never expect. Like, I've taken shots off my feet. I've taken shots, like, everywhere, and you don't even think twice. And then after that, I was like, oh, man. Like, so I'm trying to wear, like, shot blockers and stuff. Like, I still, like, it's second. You don't, you don't think. Like, in the moment that you take a second to think whether you want to block it or not, like, you're already out of the lane. Like, you, you don't give yourself a chance. And plus, like, you can't think. Like, you have to sacrifice to block that shot or else, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a real candy-ass thing to do, like, to get out of the lane. and True, you yeah. Know, when you're right there, yeah. Like, you, you got to – Adam McQuaid style, man, you got to get in front of that for boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start doing that in men's league. I actually just took my visor off to kneel down in front of shots just because he does it. But Are you grandfathered into your men's league? Uh, yeah, actually I am. Like I'm like one of the few guys that can go like absolutely no face mask. So I like yeah, take that. It's U Z <laughs> and Brian Boyle. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm a Boston fan from New England, and whenever I'm home, I like to attend games. And uh, so I'm just curious. When I'm nine nickel vultures deep, and I yell "shoot the puck" from the second row balcony, uh, how much does that influence your decision making? Like, does it does it make you want to shoot the puck? quicker faster or do you try to just ignore me no it's huge because sometimes you forget that the object of the game is to, to score on the other goal <laughs> so like when you when you're sitting there and you know you're looking around and then you really kind of forget you're like what am i even doing out here and then it's people like you that that bring us back you know to the reality and we realize then that we should probably be shooting the puck 
Yeah, that's what I figured. So, so I want to thank people like you. <laughs> thank you for your thank you for your service. Oh, you're very thank welcome. You, Andy, that's why that. I do it. Um, getting we're not too good at doing this yet, so we're gonna like shift back to a whole different uh, conversation. Does Chara on the planes like does he just like suck it up and sit in the seats, or are there times where he'll just lay down in the aisle because he's so big? <laughs> we got pretty big. Like so, when we fly. Uh, we get the planes where it's like two seats, two seats, two seats, and they're all captain's chairs. So he gets his own row in the back of the plane. I guess uh, I don't know. Since I've been there, he's he's been there, but I, I, I'm sure he's been there a long time. But that's where he sets up shop. And oh man, he's such a big guy. Like he is even bigger in person than like you see him on TV and you know you're like, all right, this guy's massive. And then you see him in person and it's like, holy crap, he's bigger than you even would have thought. <laughs> What kind of music does he listen to? Is it like Slovakian house music or like yeah. what? <laughs> no, he's a rock and roll guy. Oh, he yeah. actually doesn't surprise me. Oh, yeah. I think he's big Metallica, a uh, couple other ones. I know like Tuca loves rock and roll too. Um, like those guys love that heavy metal uh, kind of music. He could air guitar with that huge Slim Jim stick he has. Like, that thing is so big. Like you can use that in one of the. That's like a, a cello. You could use it as a pole vault in the Olympics. Like that thing. I, I honestly don't know how guys play against him, but if you had the opportunity, would you replace Bruce Cassidy with Jack Capiano? Like Jack is such a beauty. <laughs> if if the object of the game were to eat as many Subway five dollar footlongs as possible. <laughs> And be awarded with a Stanley Cup, then then Capiano is the man for the job. Yeah, you'd <laughs> have to go at Jack, no, right? No, but uh, I always laugh at those posts when when you send them out there. But uh, Capiano was at the World Championships my first year, um, and he was still with the Islanders at the time, and and he was awesome. He was awesome. He was he ran. Uh, we did power play with him, uh, and he actually ran the D door as well. So, like, I had a, I had a blast. Uh, you know, that tournament's so short-lived, but you get to build those connections like I was talking about, and he was a great guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, get, getting to know him a little bit, obviously, wasn't too long, but he was awesome. He, he always had a massive chewing. <laughs> uh, okay, so I recently noticed that Pasternak's been, he just started wearing a tinted visor, and I've there's been rumors circulating that the NHL made him do it because too many opposing players were falling in love with his eyes on the ice. And I just want to know, is there any validity to that rumor, or is there another reason he wears it? Oh my gosh. Man, what, uh, he, I, I didn't even realize, so I was hurt back when I had that foot infection. Uh, and he came in after a game and he had like the tinted visor on and I was like I, I had no idea that he was wearing that because the only person I'd ever seen wear that is like Mark Stahl on the Rangers <laughs> and like he wears he wears like the full face half shield like oh, yeah. it goes down to like his lips and like it has like the curve in the middle um, but Pasta like wore it um, I don't remember what the reason was and then he scored, so now he's just, like, riding it out, and he thinks it's sick. I love it. It, does look, it looks pretty sick, actually. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it does. Have you ever had, like, a heckling experience in public that was negative? Like, I can't imagine, really, why anyone would do that to you uh, in particular. I mean, being in Boston, like, because a lot of people in Boston are kind of, like, actually, I don't want <laughs> to talk, talk too bad about people in Boston, but have you ever had an experience like that or no? Uh, I mean, not too bad, like... You know, there's times when, like, you're going through 
like the tunnel like on the road or like even at home and you have like fans from other teams just like yelling a bunch of nonsense and you know I mean like there's only so much you put into that like you obviously can't like can't give a shit really what they say Marshy is unbelievable because he'll hear what people say and he'll just get like top of his head just look at a guy and like have like six chirps to rattle off like I'm not quick witted like that like I don't I don't chirp at all on the ice because like I don't know I don't have I don't have that club in my bag but he has it uh He's he's so good at it. Other than that, not not really anything, uh, not anything bad. Not in public. The fans in Boston are really like they're they can be crazy and like really emotionally uh, like invested. Like I remember remember our, when I got called up for the playoffs and we lost to uh, to Ottawa. I think in overtime it might have been like game three, uh, game three and game four. We both lost, and I remember they showered the ice like in like beers and cups and all that and I was like oh my god like these these fans are nuts but they care so much and they're probably the best fans in the league like they they just you know they're so used to winning so that's what our standard is like you have to play in the same city as the Celtics the Red Sox and the Patriots I mean mostly now the Patriots and the Red Sox because they just won so now it's like all right now it's our turn we gotta win and if we don't win we're like we're like the joke of the town have you become accustomed to like rooting for Boston sports, sports, sort of, even though you're from New York? Like, I I love the Giants. And, like, just because I've seen the Giants win. So, like, I grew up, and, like, right when I was growing up, we won Super Bowl 42. Uh, that was the year the Pats were undefeated, and, and they won. And then Super Bowl 46, I think, was the other one. Uh, like, it was either 46. I'm pretty sure it was 46. But anyway, they beat the Pats again. And, like, that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, like I remember just being so like happy and so proud of that. So like it's hard to like turn my back on on the Giants because like I care so much about that team. But aside from that, like I mean the Knicks. Are you kidding me? They were like the worst team in the freaking NBA every year growing up. Uh, the Nets were in New Jersey. I mean, it's fucking irrelevant. <laughs> uh, like they were never any better than the Knicks. So. And then what else? And then the Yankees. Like, I, I did like the Yankees, but fuck, baseball for me is hard. Like, sitting through a whole nine innings and just, like, kind of fucking, I don't know. You, you just, you're hoping for things to happen, and then usually it's just, like, ground outs. Yeah, you like get sunburned. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, so, so football was my big one. So football I cared about a whole, like, a ton. So the Giants, I can't really turn my back on them. But baseball, I was fine, like, Fenway Park is sick. Like I met a couple guys on the team, and that that's what sucks you in. Because like once you know a couple guys on the other team, you're like, oh fuck, like these are really good guys. Like I'm in the same city. Like I know they're rooting for us. Like I gotta root for these guys. So that's kind of like what the deal is with the Pats. Like as long as they're not playing the Giants in the Super Bowl, like I wanted them to win very bad. And uh, so building out the Super Bowl, uh, what was going through your head when I, I can't remember his name, his last name was Andrews, but the center for the Pats just like nabbed your stick out of your hands during like the the ceremony before the game? Yeah, so like he comes he comes out and uh, and he was just like, he looked at me and he's like, oh, like, let me see this stick. So I was like, yeah, whatever, like here. And, uh, like, no, I was thinking he was just going to, like, eye it up and down and then give it back to me. And he just, like, 
he didn't even break stride. He just grabbed it and went right on the ice. And then I couldn't even I couldn't even see what he was doing, but apparently he was just like taking slap shots you know, <laughs> like, with the with the invisible puck and like raising the cup with like it was my stick and whatever. Uh, but I mean, that's funny. Like, I mean, how many times are you gonna have those guys like out on the ice get to shake all their hands and say hello? Like it was it was cool. And then and then he gave it he gave it back and uh, went out. And, all right charlie thanks for coming on we got to go we got reservation to applebee's but um again we appreciate the time and uh thanks for coming on yeah no, no worries Kind of cold in here. Did I tell you about the? Did I tell you about when I got my ass kicked at CVS the other day? No. So, I was uh, I was buying a bunch of uh, Doritos, and I had a couple of drinks with me too. And she asked, "Paper or plastic?" And I, like you know, I'm an environmental guy. Mm-hmm. I like started. I started to get. I said, "What'd you say?" And she said, "Paper or plastic." And I started slamming my fist down on the table <laughs> like this. I said, "I said, do I look like I hate the environment?" I said, give me a fucking plastic bag or else I'll beat the living shit out of you. So then, like, people started, I don't know, I don't know if it was, if I was having a bad day or if it's a side effect of the cocaine and steroids I mix every morning. Zeralta? Yeah. If it's, if side effects are the, the Zeralta I take. But I was getting really mad. I started pounding my, and I, I, I remember screaming specifically. I said, yeah, give me a plastic bag so I can put it over your head. And then people started coming in. And the next thing I know, I went into a, an absolute haze. And the next thing I know, I have three different CVS employees raining blows down on my chest while I'm laying on the ground. You were getting your ass kicked by the entire yeah, staff? Because I didn't, well, I didn't realize CVS uh, employees carry guns. I didn't know that. Yeah, they carry guns and nightsticks. They're, well, they're, they legally have, CVS employees legally have more, uh, authority than cops i did not know that yeah because you have to go to cbs school which is like it's like cop school well now i know i'm not gonna usually i park in the handicap spots there because there's always like eight of them there's like 80 handicap spots per there's more handicap spots than non-handicap spots i just i'm not i think handicap people should be able to park wherever they want but i just think the handicap spots should be open to more people i think the handicap spots should be open to people that are in like crippling debt like people that are just like having a rough time like if you're 90 and you have a bad hip you should have a bad hip probably yeah. if you That's don't par for the course right if you don't have a bad hip by 90 you're doing something wrong you should have bad everything knees like i want to go through Knee replacements. Yeah. I want hip replacements. Treat your body like a fucking garbage can. Like, just throw it around your entire life. So I think people that are just in debt, whether it's student loans or whatever, I think that they should be able to park in hand- – you should be handicapped. That should be considered handicapped. Um, I think ugly people should be able to park in handicaps. Yeah. I mean – but in general, I mean, there's a reason why they call it crippling debt. It's because it's, it's essentially a handicap. It's a fi- you're, you're financially handicapped. So True. I think you should, you should get all the benefits of – that the, that uh, physically handicapped people get, and being ugly is a more of a dif- disadvantage than anything. I would know. Yeah, and I think that five, f- five and under, five and under, yeah. five fives and under. I you have no idea how hard my life is being ugly. You like every single everything is. I have to work harder than everybody else. I've, I've always I've had adversity in my entire life. I've had probably one of the hardest lives because mm-hmm. of how I look. 
So I just think I deserve at least a close spot to the CBS. Let's give those people a little boost. Like, let's just park at the front. Yeah. Go in there. Get your Tums for your debilitating stomach acid problem. Yeah. And let's just let's just all get along. All right. I'm just I'm running out of stuff to say at this point. Doing anything cool for Valentine's Day, I guess? Originally, no, but you know what I was thinking? I think I'm just going to put on my referee jersey from when I used to referee basketball and just go loiter around at Foot Locker in the mall and just size people size people's feet up for shoes and just for free, oh, just all good. day. Oh. What about you? I was actually going to do the same. What time do you want to leave? Uh, well, let's get there before... Uh, Let's get there before like the, a lot of traffic gets there because it's Foot Locker's usually pretty busy on Valentine's Day. All right. This is fucking wet jeans. This is fucking wet jeans. This is fucking wet jeans. Where the fuck is Andy? This is wet jeans. White jeans. If if you're if you could grow hair on the tip of your penis, it would actually look like a paintbrush. Oh my god! <laughs> you're right, though. Yeah, and it's probably the only place in your hair where place in your body where hair doesn't grow. Yeah, you're right again, dude. Nice, nice. If you cry when you come. Is that a Crimax? Yeah, I think legally, yeah. Crimaxing. Crimax. There's got to be a group of men out there that do Sh- that. Show me the Crimax. Show me the Carfax. Now, take out a gun. Show me the fucking Carfax. Give me, those, give me all those car... Break, get, get breaking in the Carfax uh, headquarters. Give me all those Carfax. Sir, get out of this Arby's again. <laughs> Sir, where's your shirt? <laughs>